Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns, and this is the show where we share cutting edge strategies on acquiring leads and sales for your business through paid traffic. And today we're going to be talking about all kinds of tools. It's tool time here today with Qasem Aslam. You got your tool belt on, you're in your garage, you're like surrounded by power tools and heavy equipment today. And we're just going to show them what's in our garages today. I think that's, <laughs> that's, that's what this show is all about. <laughs> if my wife heard you say those things, it would be nothing but hysterical laughter, by the way, because I'm just, I'm just not that dude, but I'm you're a digital tool time guy. Yeah, that's funny. I, I have a neighbor. He, he, I was like, I saw his toolbox in his garage. And I said, wow, like that's a really nice toolbox. He's like, uh, that's not mine. That's my wife's. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he knows where he is. He he yeah. is very comfortable with who he is. So that's I was like, right. I accept that. There's so, a man who's found his place in the world. <laughs> that's right. Awesome. He's like, his wife mows the lawn too. Like, it's actually not a bad deal. I should get Dude, some of that. Does she have a sister, Ralph? Like, <laughs> she got a sister. That's yeah. right. <laughs> she is actually great. We love, we love those guys. But yeah, so today we're going to be talking about tools. So before we get into like all our tools, Kasim, like what is your favorite tool? Like the tool du jour, your, you know, your cordless lithium powered drill so to speak, that you're constantly using and you just love it. Kind of like my drill that I use occasionally, unless my wife is using it. <laughs> She's absconded with my drill. So I'm going to give you all a software application you've probably never heard of. It's run by a dude in St. Louis, Missouri. And we found it through AppSumo, but it's, a, it's an app called Talify, T-A-L-L-Y-F-Y, Talify. And we use Talify for all of our new client onboarding. And dude, I have to tell you, it's an absolute, complete and total game changer, life-changing, because the, the most friction you'll ever experience with the, any client in any industry, as far as I'm concerned, is that initial onboarding. You just sign the paperwork and now it's like, all right, we have to get to work. But before I can do that, I have to get access to every online profile you ever had. I have to get you to upload your customer list. You have to add me as a user to your CRM. You have to give me access to your CMS. You have to give me your you know, your products, images and titles and descriptions and do, like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's, there's hundreds of little things that I need from you and sending, you know, I don't know what people do. They send them an email, they have a PDF, they have whatever. Talify automates this entire process, but it does so in a way that's, that's elegant. And there's a, there's a, a backend reconciliation process. So let's say instead of Talify, I send you my Talify onboarding portal, which by the way, if you're a client, you don't have to log in. You just click on the link and bam, there's this list of tasks for you to do. When you complete a task in the background, unbeknownst to you, a member of my team is tasked 
is assigned with making sure you did it right. Because I can't tell you how many times a client's like, oh, yeah, we, we gave you access. And it's like, well, you gave me read-only access. And we didn't <laughs> sign a read-only agreement. So I need you to go in there and fix it. can't imagine <laughs> clients not doing what you tell them to do. It's wow, yeah. an impossibility. Blown minds here. So I'm not an affiliate. I don't, I don't own stock. But I am. I like supporting innovation. And this is a really innovative product. Um, it's made a really big impact and it's not, I don't think it's just for agencies. It's anybody that has a process that needs to be completed in a quick and easy way. So that's my golden nugget. It's, you know, the, the little secret that I like to keep. And I think it's made a really big di- difference for our business. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. Like our, our, I'd like to think our onboarding process is pretty damn good. It, it is, but could it be better with Telefy? That's that was my question I just posed to the leadership team. My one is a little is on the opposite end of the spectrum. This is just, and we were only going to give you one nugget before we got into the rest of the show here, but we're going to give you two because that's what kind of, you know, we just give. We're givers. We just oh, try to over deliver as much as possible, even though people don't think as funny as we think we are. What doesn't really matter. Anyway, the point is this is. If you're a CEO or if you're a CMO, a marketing director, anybody like that, you are probably getting inundated with emails into your inbox. Now, if you're like most of us, you probably have like Google Gmail or you have like the promotions tab and the you know the updates tab and all that other sort of stuff. And you have sort of a primary inbox. That's great. Good first step. The best tool I think I've found, and I just looked at this because I was looking at sort of recurring expenses, which is a whole other thing we'll get into when we talk through this. For only $7 a month, I have a software that I think Molly Pittman showed me way back when, and I can't live without it now. It's How dare you Sing. bring her up to me, Ralph? <laughs> oh my God in damn it, Molly Pittman. Not <laughs> yeah. in this show. Yeah. Just um, throw her in my face, why don't you? <laughs> that's right. That's right. The brilliant Molly Pittman. But, you know, Cosm, you know. You're not Molly Pittman, but you're Cosm Aslam. And God damn it, you're you're a good Cosm Aslam. So SaneBox is this little software. And what it does is it separates out sometimes too much because I missed some emails, but it separates out anyone who you've never emailed in the past and you can sort of put them into different boxes. And there's a Sane Later box, which is kind of, it's not the black, like, Sane black box is another one. And then the sane no response is another one. Gmail does that as well, which is super helpful. But you can categorize all your emails. And so now whenever I go into my inbox, I'm not inundated. I used to have like a a hundred unread messages. Now there was just messages from all over the place. But now I sort of categorize them as ones that I know are priority from people that I know first. And then secondarily, then I can go into sort of the same box and like figure out which ones I want to respond to. And then there's certain ones that you end up putting into like that black box function. But for me, it's actually gotten my sanity back when I look at my email inbox. And I just recently got a new admin and I said, well, one of the things that she does is she manages inboxes as just as an like that's part of her task. She's done it for other executives and so forth. And I was like, I don't know if I necessarily need that because I have SaneBox. She'll probably still help out to a certain degree, especially when I'm out of office. Point is, is like it's a great tool. Does take a little bit of time to learn, but if you're getting lots of in inbox emails and your inbox just looks like a mess, like it was for me, Sanebox really does deliver. So yeah, we're on their website. This looks super cool. Yeah, it's it's very cool. So productivity tool as opposed to like an agency tool. So you got an agency tool there from Cosm. 
a little bit more on the productivity side for me. This one but before we Molly too, dude, I don't know anybody who's better at you. You, you have a phrase that I like to steal. It's the little hinge that moves the big door. And I don't know anybody who's better at that than Molly. Like she gets so much done and she's so productive, but she does so in like the most efficient way. It's amazing to watch. This is awesome. Yeah. And she, I think does have an admin who responds back to her emails, which is even better. Like she, she doesn't does. go on email, which I was like, wow, that's pretty amazing. And she's still super efficient. She doesn't miss anything because she has somebody checking her inbox. So anyway, that's sort of next level. But SaneBox at the first level, I think, is a, is a really good tool. So before we get into today's conversation and discussion on other tools that we use, I want to say a big thank you to everyone who's given us feedback on the show. Cossum has made it our mission to be the number one marketing podcast on the planet. And we need your help to make him feel good about that goal. I don't know why it's right. Why does it say Cossum's goal? Like, isn't that me and you together? I we want to so. be the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Number one marketing I podcast. I didn't write the world. script, Ralph. I, <laughs> I know, I'm reading from a script now. So anyway, so this is your part next in the script. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> we have a survey. And what you can do is you can tell us one thing we do well, because we like compliments, but three things that we can improve upon. And maybe more to the point, and by the way, this is where this today's topic came from this survey. Yes. Tell us what you want to know. Let us know where you want to go. We have a, an unbelievable user base, and the user base could really inform us as to what you need, or we could just talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about. So help us, and by helping us, we're going to help you. Ralph, tell them how. It's a two-way street, really. So yeah, this show is supported and brought to you by Digital Marketer, and they are generous enough to give one of our listeners free access to the brand new paid traffic certification. Oh my God. Ralph, that's a $495 value. They're giving it for free? Yes, that, that is. You said your line really, really good, by the way. That was excellent. So it's brand new, just released. Kasim is actually in it. Yeah. Holy cow. I think I'm in there somewhere. Well, well when you get access, I'm around there. So I'm all over that thing. You're but everywhere. anyway, yeah, yeah it's, yeah. But it's a $495 value, Cosm. Did you realize that? And we are going to pick the person who feel gives us the most insightful feedback and announce the winner here on the show. So the feedback doesn't have to be long. Anyone can enter. There is no purchase necessary. In order to enter, go to perpetualtraffic.com forward slash better. Yeah. And there is a paid traffic certification on the line for you to win just to get your feedback on how we can make this show better. Today's show being exactly that. Somebody did ask about tools and we're like, wow, that's a really good topic. So we just gave two of our favorites. We've got a whole bunch more here. Productivity. It's not just agency specific. You know, it's productivity and it's how you actually manage your business specific. And hopefully you will find a lot of value in that in today's conversation. So stick around. We're going to get into that right after this quick break. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar 
where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. All right, we are back. And uh, Kasim had a good idea of giving a shout out to the person who actually gave the feedback for today's show. And who was that, Kasim? That was Peter Wilson of Biz Marketing asked if we'd have a conversation about marketing tools. And Peter, this one's for you. This one's for you. So uh, definitely fill out that survey over at, it's not really even a survey. You just go to perpetualtraffic.com better, fill it out, and you're automatically entered to win the $495 value paid traffic cert. So let's get into the next tool. So you talked about one of your favorites. It's a pretty darn good one. What's next up? Like where else does it help with productivity, marketing, managing the team? Yeah. So the next one that I'm going to throw out there is one that I got from Dennis Yu. And everybody in the world knows who Dennis is. And if you don't, you need to, because he's like one of the smartest marketers on the planet. Dennis helped me with my soul. I want to be nerd famous, Ralph. I don't know if you know that. I have a sad, pathetic personality type that craves attention. Yeah. (laughs) That's why I'm here. And so I I, I asked Dennis, because he's done such a good job with his own branding. We hopped on a call together. He was gracious enough to help me out. And he showed me this this application called Descript, D-E-S-C-R-I-P-T, Descript. It is insane. You shoot a video, and there's a bunch of stuff that you can do, but you shoot this video, Descript automatically transcribes the video. And then when you're editing the transcript, you're actually editing the video. And here's where things go crazy. You can change what you say, and Descript will change. It's like it's like deep faking. It's actually really terrifying. So we've been using Descript to repurpose our videos. Me and my partner go live every Friday with an hour-long video. My EA goes through that video, slices them up into 20 to 60-second clips, and we post them everywhere. And it's been it's been an unbelievable value add. So if you create any form of video media, Descript is the coolest, most effective video editing software I've ever seen. And shout out to hashtag Dennis Yu for the pro tip. Yeah, it's, it is an amazing tool. Unbeknownst to me, we were actually using it. Our creative department was using it. After, and I messaged them like, oh my God, we got to start using this tool. And this is the Dennis Yu <laughs> yeah, boss, show. Which, you know. By the way, we will, <laughs> we, will, <laughs> we will go back and yeah, lots of sucking up there. Yeah, we're, we already know about that. Yeah, that was like last year's news. But anyway, for those of you who are perpetual traffic listeners who did not listen to episode 383 with Dennis Yu, definitely go back and listen to that one. He actually does a live demo of how he uses it. And we use it in a lot of different ways, one of which is to create social media posts, to also create blog posts. There's so many different ways in which you can do it. But 
yeah, that AI feature to actually edit out, like you say, the price of your product wrong, and then it puts it back in because you type it in. You may say, you say, oh, now it's selling right now for $197. And you say, oh man, it's actually $397. You can go back in and it'll mimic your voice for the $397. It's amazing. So Descript, big fans of that one. So, But we'll leave links in the show notes back to that episode, as well as all the tools here that we're mentioning for sure. So one of the ones on our side going a little bit on the on the different end of things is what we, when we were doing our budgeting this year, we really didn't know exactly how much time our individuals at tier 11 were spending on certain tasks. And so we're a 100% virtual company, as is Cosm uh, Solution 8. And we didn't really know exactly how how are people divvying up their time. So what we would do for budgeting and whether or not we would look at an account and profitability and all these other sorts of things, especially different divisions. Now we have like four, five different divisions. Like which one is profitable, which is driving our growth? The big thing for us was human capital, which is cost of goods sold, I guess, in our case, because you know, we're using people's brains to create ad campaigns and run them and you know, create landing pages and all these other sorts of things that we do inside Tier 11. We use this tool that at first I think there was a little bit of trepidation because like, all right, what are they doing here? You know, they're tracking our time all of a sudden. But it, I think once we un, once we got sort of the buy-in, and this is where our HR uh, person really was helpful, is understanding, okay, we want you to allocate your time in the best way possible, but also be aware of where you're spending the most time, maybe in the least productive way, or maybe you know some of your time in the more productive way. And we found that using this tool called Toggle was really, really effective. And so it did really help us. And if you're running a virtual business, I know a lot of software companies do use this as well. Like how many you bill for your time? Like if it's billable hours, it's a great tool for that as well. You know, lawyers could use this potentially if they're working remotely. There's a lot of applications for it. For us, we just really wanted to find out, you know, who was spending which time on which individual project. And it really did help us figure that out. And as a result of that, we're going into our 90 day meeting next week in Los Angeles with like actual, like really laid out, very, very exact budgets and a lot of it has to do with this tool called toggle so i highly recommend that one we'll obviously leave that in the show notes that's awesome i had a, I had a consultant that we brought in a couple of years ago and he told me something that stuck with me he said you can't improve anything you don't track yeah I, was like, oh, I guess that makes a lot of sense thanks dude what's good what gets measured gets managed i mean that's like peter drucker i suppose but or i'm probably you know misquoting somebody but the point is is it's it's true. You do have to do it. And, you, and I think we you know there's a lot of agencies that listen to this show. When it was me and a VA in the basement, I'm still in the basement, but you know, I still have that VA, as a matter of fact. <laughs> but now there's just like 70 other people. So you at a certain point you kind of start to lose track of who's doing what. And you got layers of management. And uh, yeah, toggle is a great tool. I know there's a lot of other tools out there. We we vetted a few. So hopefully if that narrows it down for you and your business, it, it definitely made a big impact on ours. I can't wait for all the tweets. Ralph Burns keeps his VA in a basement. <laughs> <laughs> she actually, she doesn't work in a basement. Yeah. She works in like a, I don't know. She, she's in a tower somewhere with a really great view. I should like, we should change spots. I'm still in the basement. So what do you got? What's your next favorite tool? Airtable. You played with Airtable, Ralph? 
I have not. You've talked about it a couple of times, but yeah, tell us about it. It's hard to pitch because it does so much. It's like, well, where do I start with this damn thing? It's a relational database, which means nothing. Like even saying those words, I'm annoyed at myself because I'm like, all right, dude, thank you for not helping me understand what this thing does. But picture like Google Sheets, but with the ability to have multiple sheets stacked up on top of each other. So it's kind of three-dimensional. And then to create automations between them and from outside software whenever anything changes. So we had a really hard, you know, I've got 200 clients and we bill by a percentage of spend. We had a really hard time tracking people's spend, budget, billing, invoice, customer information, customer lists. We use it to track employee birthdays, onboarding, offboarding, client reviews. Like it's, it's an amazing backbone to our entire agency. Our entire agency is actually run from Airtable and we've automated everything. And, and the only beef that I have with Airtable, and Airtable people, if you are listening, I hope you hear me. I love your software dearly and deeply. But they have this, this asinine limit on the number of automations that you can have. I think it's like 20 or something. It might have been lifted recently to 30, but it's still, it, there's this ceiling that is just crazy and it's so it's infuriating. So we figured out how to hack around it just by using Zapier. That's what's funny. It's like, all right, I can just go use Zapier. Like, let me do it inside of your own app. So, you know, the good needs to come with the bad. Love Airtable. It's, it's unbelievably powerful, but they have to lift the ceilings on, on the number of automations because you end up being handcuffed to the damn thing. Interesting. So does it run your books and your, your billing primarily? Like that's the primary purpose? We still run out of QuickBooks, but for my, I, we've got an in-house controller and for her to know what to bill each client and when to bill them, Airtable actually gins up the, the invoice based off of the client's current ad spend, which being, is being ported in from ClickUp and then tells her because we're, you know, a, a flat fee plus a percentage of spend. So it tells her this client is billed this much at this time. And it assigns the client manager assigned to that account a task to confirm that amount. And then once it's confirmed, it assigns her a task to go in and update the QuickBooks invoice. And it does all those things that we used to have to do that by hand. That was done manually. So if you've yeah. got any process that you're doing by hand, and the cool thing about Airtable is that the Zapier integration, and and you know, I'll do a quick side shout out to Zapier. Zapier is the key to the internet. I'm shocked it's as cheap as it is. Like our ability to connect things using Zapier is unreal. You need to, as any entrepreneur, any business owner needs to go spend a day. Go tell everybody you're dead for a day and sit at a coffee shop and go to school on Zapier and everything that it can do. It's it's amazing. But but Zapier plus Airtable, like there's nothing you can't do. I'm just obsessed with it. That's fabulous. Yeah. I mean, I think, so this is, if you're an agency that's listening and you bill on percentage of spend, kind of a no brainer for this. Like you have, to, does it operate on its own? You said that ClickUp actually feeds data into it. Can you do it without a project management system or? or oh, no? this could be the project management system. If I wanted to, and we actually talked about that before we went and took ClickUp, we thought like, can we run everything out of Airtable? The answer is yes but it's very left brain geared. It's, it looks like a spreadsheet. It looks like a database. And so now it's a question as to how user-friendly is this for all, of our, for all of our employees. And there's a lot of sensitive information in here too. You can connect bases, but we just decided to keep Airtable kind of like operations and finance. And then it, it connects so well with other tools that that wasn't much of, of, of a hindrance. But it, there's just, it's kind of like the ability to build your own SaaS product without knowing how to code. It's just, hey, here's a bunch of logic and then create anything that you want with it. And that's what makes it so hard to pitch is it's just like, oh, do you want a big box of Legos for software that you can build anything? 
You know, like at that point, it's like, well, what do I do with it? I'm like, well, what do you need done? So I don't know how well I did there, Ralph, but I'm a big air tailor. Curious fan. what it costs. It's it not inexpensive. Thing? It's like, I, it's per user. So I think we're paying like, I think I'm at a thousand bucks a month right now, my air table bill, but my whole company's run off the damn thing. So I don't, I don't mind that. $20 per user per month, billed annually. Got it. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Cause right now, like the reason I ask is that we are considering making a billing internal software change with the new CFO and our choice right now is Microsoft Power BI but I don't know if I've never used a Microsoft product in my life oh. I know I just as a Mac user I'm <laughs> but have you, have you, you had know, the unfortunate experience of using Microsoft Teams lately has anybody invited you to a Teams meeting yes it's awful Oh it was embarrassing. God. I got on like 10 minutes ahead. Oh, it was that agency call me and you were on. Remember that with oh, Bethany? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I'm here. Can anybody hear? Like, there was, and then I had to log out, log back in. I had to download the macros or whatever the frick it was. Yeah. And you actually like, have to code it by hand from the ground up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. You don't get up yeah. my coding manual. Yeah, whatever hamster on whatever wheel at the Microsoft office stopped walking, so it stopped running. It was it was terrible. I I, I put out a tweet. I'm I'm getting big on Twitter, by the way. Thanks to our buddy Nick Shackelford. But I put out a tweet and I said, "How do you spot a sociopath? A, they have no empathy, or B, they use Microsoft Teams, and B was the resounding result. Like it's just the it's just the worst. It is the worst. I mean, as much as we, you know." And moan, I suppose, about Zoom every now and then. Zoom's pretty damn good, dude. Zoom saved the world. Like, I let's know. be honest. Zoom was just a godsend. My kids were on Zoom calls for their school. You know, it what is a crazy thing for them to all of a sudden have to be the backbone to like the entire world economy. Those poor guys. Yeah. Like, gosh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I saw a tweet. It's like the most overused phrase on Zoom. Like there was a there was a study done of like you know how they can like track your voice and ultimately it can turn into like a transcript of the oh I didn't know video that, that I guess me. that's in the higher version but they're like they actually the most common word was can you see my screen <laughs> <laughs> or so does funny. everyone see my screen kind of thing but anyway it's like if you're on any of these other like Zoom is great the Zoom's app on awesome. the phone is amazing I guess we're going on one of the tool here because we both use it I mean I actually prefer Google Meet to Zoom. I prefer I Google Meet. I do like Google Meet. Yeah. But other people don't like it enough. So especially this is this is horrible. I'm about to get sued, okay? So like whoever the NAACP can come get. Who who are the people that deal with like prejudicial statements? PETA? No, that's There the... we go. Whatever it is. <laughs> if if somebody's over 40, I send them my Zoom link. If they're under 40, I send them my Google Meet link. So I'm ah. like straight up profiling people because I've noticed that younger folks do Google Meet and then like if somebody's, you know, and I'm 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 looking 40 down the barrel. So I'm not saying anything that I mean to be cruel, but I've just True. had that in my in my own personal experience. They have a harder yeah. time with Google Meet and I don't know why. You're incriminating yourself. Yeah, that's all right. No, no I mean I, I actually really like it. I was on a a Google Meet last week and I was like, wow, it's like one, two, three clicks. It was it was great. It was it intuitive. Better. It's faster, yeah. it's easier. Yeah. Man, maybe it's because I use Chrome. I guess that's another tool. Like, which browser do you use? Chrome, obviously, Chrome. right? Without a question. Yeah. Dude, the Chrome extensions. Like, I've got, I'm looking at my oh, extension God, yeah. bar right now. I've got like 30 extensions and I can do screenshots. Oh, Loom for screen recording. Loom is the, the best. That we use for ad management. Yep. Yep. So there's a couple more tools right there. You know, yeah. Loom, we both love. Dude, Loom is amazing. The Loom, but you have to use the desktop software because the browser software crashes so often. Really? Oh, yeah. for like live videos and stuff. For yeah, you've told me that yeah. before. Like you use those for your for your Google Lives and for your YouTube videos too, right? Yep. 
all my videos are shot on them. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. I mean, you can, you can toggle between screen share. There's like no delay too. And then you get the little circle with your head in it. It's like, it's really, really good. Good video quality, good audio quality. And it's, it's pretty inexpensive for what it is that they're giving you. You know, I don't even know what I, it's so insignificant. I think it's 10 bucks a month. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the problem with Loom is Loom for my team got expensive and I started to kind of fight my team on because every one of my client managers wanted Loom because they shoot videos for clients. And I'm like, well, you're not all using it. You know, like some of you shooting one video a month. I don't, I don't want to spend $10 a month for you to shoot your one video, but I ended up being overruled there. And I guess that I, that same thing happened to me with Fireflies. Does your team use Fireflies? No. So it's, it transcribed every single meeting that you're in. It'll join Zoom, Google Meet, whatever. And then it'll transcribe the entire meeting and send it to you. But you have to pay per user. And I'm like, is everybody using this? Because my Fireflies bill is like 200 bucks a month. And it was one of those things where it was just, I just kind of had to bite the bullet and just assume that it's actually, it's doing what it's supposed to be doing. Doing what it's supposed to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. For transcriptions, we use Rev, rev rev.com. And so I see all those charges on my American Express every single month. So we do a ton of video. But, you know, the SRT file that you use for Facebook ads, I guess this is going to, you know, add tools. Hopefully this helps a few people, but SRT files, and then you can embed it in the video so that you can actually have captions on the video, rev.com. And it's by, it's by transcription. So it's not a monthly fee. It's per user. So I've got hundreds of those every single month, but they're all like two bucks, three bucks, four bucks. You know, if you want it expedited and get it within two hours, you pay like a dollar more. It's, it's crazy good, especially if you're doing a lot of video. Because remember, 90 some odd percent of videos are played with the sound off. Take that out for TikTok. We don't use that for TikTok or any of our video ads for TikTok, at least at this point, because that's not like a TikTok thing. But for Facebook, for our, you know, a lot of our, like our YouTube and our Google stuff too, we're doing as well. So a couple of other transcription tools there for you. And that's one of the ones that I really like. All right. So, so far we talked about ClickUp, Talify. That's one I sent to my people. That one sounds really good. Airtable. We've talked about SaneBox on my end. A couple of other things. I mean, Zoom, Slack. Everyone uses Slack. I don't think everyone that's a tool Slack. we really have to talk. Yeah. Everyone I would talks love that. Kill Slack. ClickUp has a Slack kind of built in, but nobody wanted to use it. So we're still on Slack. It's still on Slack. So, dude, Slack well. is where things go to die. I hate Slack. I hate when clients tell me to join their Slack. No, I actually have a, I have a, I have a page on my site that tells people why we won't join their Slack because it's like, you're going to send something to one of my CMs. They're going to miss it. And then you're going to come yell at me later. I, I can't stand this weird culture of, oh, you come sit outside my door in case I have something to tell you. That's how I feel mm. when people want me to join their Slack. Yeah, I don't join them, but we do have a separate whole, I don't even know what it's called, for our customers, like a tier 11 Slack just for customers, but it's mostly on the ops side. So difference of in there, I think, which is which is good. Like For us, it's actually really, really helpful. But I tend to not join just because there's, you know, 70 odd customers at this point in time. So anyway, so we talked about a lot so far. We're going to get into some HR things, some marketing tools, as well as, you know, some of our smaller, but, you know, little hinge swings the big door kind of software tools right after this quick break. Hey, it's Ralph here. You know, there's a common problem we hear from agencies and consultants all the time. You offer outstanding services to your clients, but you run into technical roadblocks 
outside of your scope. Well, the truth is, even agencies need agencies. And the good news is, our friends at Outline can tackle all your development, web design, and analytics-related problems. In fact, some huge brands like Mixpanel, Clavio, Segment, and even Active Campaign trust Outline to do incredible work. So if you want to solve your toughest tech problems, head to outlyant.com forward slash PT to schedule a free strategy session with one of Outlyant's founders. Once again, that is Outlyant spelled O-U-T-L-I-A-N-T dot com. That's outlyant.com forward slash PT. All right, welcome back to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. We are here with Kasim Aslam. He's the co-host of Perpetual Traffic, if you didn't know. And uh, we're here. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Good to meet you. Thanks for having me on. And we are going through our favorite tools, not, you know, power tools, hammers, saws, that kind of stuff, software, marketing, HR tools, productivity tools that we use in our agencies, but also not, this isn't just for agency people. Let's just make sure we're on that. Everybody. We're talking to everybody. Some of our favorite tools here, a lot of which you probably, well, I wouldn't say a lot of which, a few of which you probably use. You probably have used Zoom before, probably have used Slack before. So Kasim, what's your next favorite tool that you guys really rely on there over at Solutions 8? So I'm going to lob up the conflict of interest flag because I know the CEO of this next one. But, but I was a user before we were buddies and we only became buddies because I became a power user. There's a tool out there called Simplero. It's like simplero.com. And uh, we've got a couple of membership communities that we manage. And it's, it's the most elegant solution I've ever seen to membership, community, LMS, learning management solutions, courses. It's got everything. It's like an inbuilt uh, CRM and marketing automation and email marketing and web. And like it's a business in a box. And I've got a, a sub-agency, Ralph, I know you know, uh, that serves Montessori schools. We've got a community for Montessori schools. We're building a community for chiropractors. And so anytime I go community build, I go Simplero. And I've just been a really big fan of the thing. And he charges nothing. I've talked to him about it. I'm like, dude, you got to boost the fee here because what you're given, like it replaces every software solution you would need for a business. It's got inbuilt financial management. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. So if you're a freelancer, especially like coaches, course creators, consultants, go check out Simplero. I've never seen anybody give so much for so little in, in that space in particular. Yeah. No, that's... That's amazing. You have more of a community. Like, where do you use it? Do you use it for your community from your Google Lives? Like, where? where do you, how do you use no, it? No. So, like, for Nito Marketing, which is our Montessori agency, it runs the whole agency. If a school wants ah, to okay. sign up for the agency, they pay through Nito. Nito does a recurring billing. It does the agreement management. Let's say all of the communication, the support ticket system. Like, it's it's a it's a business management software. That's where the reason I don't think Simplero has taken off the way that it should have is, you know, kind of like the problem I have with Airtable. It's so hard to articulate, you know, the, the software applications that do one thing. Oh, MailChimp sends emails. Great. Understood. The software applications that do one thing, they're just easier to pitch. Simplero is so robust so that when you talk to people about it, there's no elevator pitch. It's like, well, it does everything you need. What do you need? And that instant, it's, it's something about that that's a turnoff. You know, from a marketing perspective, you need to be able to articulate things clearly. It's the, it's the reason that Steve Jobs went into Apple when he when he took it back over and he, and he cleaned out his entire product slate. Um, Simplero has the problem of prowess. There's just so much there. But if you really dig into it, you could run a whole business. I, ha I do. I run two and moving into three businesses entirely on Simplero. I don't need any other bolt-ons, add-ons because it, it just does it all. 
Yeah, that's really interesting. Simplicity. I was reading something about Apple the other day, and I think Tim Cook actually said this before he was like the CEO, is that you're running a $40 billion business, I think at that point, with products, all of which could fit on a dining room table. Like, or a kitchen table, I think was the actual analogy. It's like simple. Like we got rid of all this extra stuff. And we're just focusing on like the one thing. And it's easier to market that way. Like if you've got too many things, it's almost like, you know, the flip side to that is HubSpot, which is we use now. We did convert it going into another tool, I suppose, is that we can we convert it over from ConvertKit because it just wasn't doing all the things we wanted it to do. We had a separate pipeline management. We had all this other automation. We had, you know, billing. We had, uh, you know, everything sort of scattered all around. And we actually got, you know, the sales pitch from the HubSpot salesman. And I was like, oh, my God, I didn't realize it did all these things. And it actually that is the most sophisticated sales team in the SaaS world, by the way. It is incredibly great. Yeah. These guys are very persistent, but not like overly so right but the point is is we're still finding tools we can use like there's a social media posting tool in there just sort of discovered <laughs> you know like there's pipeline management we send emails directly we can see like who opens our emails like oh there's all this cool stuff in there there's it's not cheap by any stretch don't get me wrong but it did replace about three or four other softwares and I think they've done a good job of marketing a tool that does a lot of things. It's not just email because ConvertKit was like just email, MailChimp, just email. But this could be even be like a, C, a modified CRM. But the big thing for us is it replaced PipeDrive for our sales team. You know, it's it's now replaced, I think, two other softwares that we're using for auto posting on social. So it is a lot of things and it does them pretty darn well overall. We also have a former like HubSpot specialist on staff, which certainly does help because otherwise you can get lost in there. But yeah, I think it's rare that you see a company like that sort of being all things to all people and being successful as opposed to just focusing on one thing. Well, I think what they did right is when you look at HubSpot from the outside looking in, they market themselves as a CRM and that's it. Like I'm on the HubSpot homepage right now and it just says an easy to use CRM and their CRM is free. So the, and it's robust, it's not free and you get nothing. It's, it's free and it's robust. So they get all these people to use the HubSpot CRM. And then it's like, oh, if you want to email these people, we have marketing hub. And if you want to, so it's, it's a brilliant gateway drug really well. And HubSpot's a joy to work with. I've never seen a more elegant software. It's super robust. We used it for years. I was wooed away by high level. I'm still a big, big fan of HubSpot and high levels, you know, it's, it's kind of buggy. It doesn't, you know, it does everything that HubSpot can do, sort of, but you have to build it yourself. But I just like the idea that I can go give every agency client a high-level instance. Like the scalability of high-level is is insane. But if you just want it to work, if you want the Apple version of CRM and marketing automation, HubSpot is for sure. There's no, I don't think there's a close second. Yeah, it really is excellent. And I think for us, like we looked at a lot of different softwares for this because we just our new VP of marketing was like, you know, we're all over the place here. We don't really have like an integrated functionality. And we, you know, one of the copywriters on our staff, like had intimate knowledge of HubSpot. And I think that really did help that, that I think it vastly shortened our learning curve on adoption. I don't think it's as short, like literally we turned it on and literally we were using, I was sending emails within like three days. 
Like we converted everything over from everything else. The onboarding process was really, really simple, but having a specialist on staff did help just using that as a disclaimer, but you know, check out both. HubSpot is definitely premium, but man, it's, it's a powerful platform. Well, I wouldn't use sure. high level unless you have somebody like super tech savvy internally and you're an agency. So I'm not, I'm not pitching Hub, high level over HubSpot unless you're an agency. I think HubSpot is a masterclass in, in SaaS pricing or even just productized pricing. Like I'm looking at HubSpot's marketing hub right now. Starters, $45 a month. Professionals, $800 a month. And enterprises, $3,200 a month. What I like about this is you look at that and you know exactly where you fit. You know exactly. I, I, it's, it infuriates me, when I, especially when I see this with clients. They come to me like, oh, you know, here are our products. It's $20 a month or $40 a month or $60 a month or $80. And I'm like, you're just going to confuse your customer. You know, they need to know where to go. And so with HubSpot, you know exactly where you fit instantly at a glance. And I think that more people could take notes from that when it comes to pricing their products or services. Yeah. And they do a really good job of marketing themselves. I mean, not to mention their content on their site. Is, oh, unreal. I mean, their their SEO is pretty unbelievable. <laughs> pretty yeah. much any topic that, you know, if it's not done by Neil Patel or whatever, you know, like they rank number one for it or number two or number three. So they, they produce a tremendous amount of content, the, the value that's given. And it's all a part of the inbound engine, which they're kind of doing what they're sort of telling you to do. It's like a weird kind of meta thing going on. I guess we can't use the term meta anymore now that you can't. Zuckerberg Not without feeling dirty. That way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One of the, our favorite tools, speaking of human resources, which we mentioned before the break, is a tool called Office Vibe. And Office Vibe basically helps us as a growing team. And I think this is another virtual business tool. I suppose it could be used for, you know, an in-office business as well, is it sends out surveys and questions for employees or workers to sort of measure their engagement in the business, their happiness, their overall health, well-being. It's amazing what you get back. And it, it's I was very reluctant to use this at first because I'm like, oh, now we're becoming one of those companies where we don't really know what our people are feeling and like our managers should be doing this, like with their one-on-ones. Well, I was overruled and it's now really helping us and it's now use, it being used as a measure you know, for our HR department as to their effectiveness. And it's, we basically measure like two markers and that's it on a weekly basis to kind of get a measure of like how the team is doing. And if there's specific instances of, you know, maybe people not being good from a mental health perspective, like when you run a virtual business, like you must have the same issue as solutions eight. Like our problem sometimes is people working too much, you know, because they're so obsessive about results and we're a performance based agency. So we have mandated time off and all these other sorts of things. And I think, Office Vibe does help us in getting a pulse on, it's not replacement for a one-on-one meeting with a supervisor, but I do think it has been very helpful for us to measure sort of where we're at versus like, you know, other businesses in our industry, like where's the benchmark and if you're above it or below it or how it sort of fluctuates week to week. We also use it a bit of a, a leading indicator you know, we'll debate this probably next week at our 90 day meeting, a leading indicator for performance. Like if people are feeling bad, that might actually be because performance might come up as like an issue for certain accounts. So there's a lot of different ways to use it. It's, it's like a one-time fee, but the point is, is we've found it to be really, really helpful in just measuring the, 
like the psychological health, physical health, as well as sort of the morale of the organization. And now that we're 70 plus people, it's kind of hard to keep track of all that. So it's been really, really helpful. Does it, does it let you get a gauge on interdepartmental relations? Let's say like, I want my CM team to be able to basically like NPS score my strategy and specialist team and vice versa. Is that, is that a part of office five? You, I believe the, the inputs that you put in, it's not, uh, there's, I believe there is some templates to give you sort of guidance, but you could enter something like that in. I think that's so important to know how your departments are working together and where there's friction to get out ahead of those problems. That's huge, man. That's I'm going to go. I'm sold. Yeah, definitely check it out. I mean, I think there's, if we had our HR guy on here, he, he would probably be able to answer that, but we are primarily measuring individual performance but you could kind of look at it like how is your supervisor like one of the questions is is you know is somebody you know on the team is there somebody on the team that asks you asked you this week about your success or words to that effect like about or your is there somebody on the team that is mindful of your aspirational goals or helped you in some way so there's like all these sorts of things like going up to management but not cross functional i don't think we've gone that way as of yet but you probably very easily could. It's very easy to add in information. So what else you got? Got any more tools for us in the in the in the garage, the tool shed? One of my new favorites is Get Guru. Have you heard of this? Yes. Documentation was a big problem for us. And you know, alignment's a big problem for us. And it's because there's, you know, Google's changing so quickly. And I'm running around telling everybody, we're a performance max agency. And I've got like five people on staff that really understand performance max and are using it the way that they're supposed to use it. And then everybody else is kind of catching up to varying degrees. And I'm embarrassed to admit it, but it's true because we're just constantly shifting and putting up with, like trying to contend with that is hard. And there was no central repository. And so we tried to document inside of ClickUp. ClickUp's documentation is a little limited. So we, we found this tool called GetGuru. It was referred to me actually. And we built what we're calling the Solopedia, which is like the Solutions of Eight Encyclopedia. And I've got a gal on staff, Ari, who's freaking brilliant. She's an ex-middle school teacher. So you know that she just got like Kevlar and, and she's wicked smart. And what she does is she's in every strategy meeting. She's on every call that John does specifically because he's our lead strategist. She pays attention to all of our Friday lives. And then she captures and documents all of the strategic recommendations that we're making inside of GetGuru and updates previous strategic recommendations in these what they call cards. And what's cool is people can subscribe to cards. And so if we've made an update to a, a strategy type that's applicable to you and your specific role at our company, you get notified. And if you have a question, you can go to Guru and ask that question. So it's like an internal wiki. wiki. Yeah. yeah, but and, and you can assign like who owns this particular card, how often the card needs to be updated and reviewed, whether or not the card is currently, you know, been approved. Like it's it's just a really cool, really cool tool. It has a, a Chrome widget, so it lives with you anywhere and everywhere. I'm a huge fan of it. It's dude, it's so cool that we've actually talked about the fact that we could charge people for access to our Solopedia. Because all we're doing is documenting Google Ads knowledge. So, sure. you know, it, it, it's gotten so robust that we're like, gosh, this is monetizable. And every business has IP. There's there's stuff that needs to be written down that people need to have access to. So it's a, it's a bit of a lift. You know, I have an FTE behind it, but you could have your department heads documenting stuff or, or you know, whoever might be able to accomplish this task. And I think it's worth doing. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's great to have a database that updates and and a person specifically responsible for doing it. We have the individuals, you know, in the departments responsible for that, and I'm not sure how diligent those efforts are at all times. But I do know this is that exactly what you're saying about like having a wiki and all your SOPs, procedures, everything else that goes along with it, how you actually do things. When we were in the info marketing business, which we you know, sort of sunsetted a year or two ago, we, we sold that as part of the package specifically mm. for agencies. And a lot of folks told me like those, we use Tetra for that. I don't know if this has quite as much adaptability and, and flexibility as GetGuru. It sounds like a great tool, but getting access to those like non-editable files in Tetra was a game changer for a lot of agencies. And I think they really benefited from it. We also did it for our other sort of Facebook ads info course both of which we don't do anymore but the point is is like yeah it's it's gold that stuff is like think about the man hours and woman hours like that it took to create all that and the knowledge that you guys have that's pretty insane what's crazy is every company every single day is going through that same process creating this epic ip that then if it isn't written down or documented or recorded it just it just disperses it it disappears yeah. So I think it's a worthy endeavor to say the least. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's a lot of tools. You did a good what, job here, dude. Yeah, I think we did. Our, uh, one more tool that we will mention, a bonus tool, I think we both use for contracts is PandaDoc. Do you use PandaDoc? Yeah. Yeah. I use, I love PandaDocs. I, I was a, a, I'm a DocuSign convert. I really liked DocuSign, but then they, they, they kind of screwed me over, man. Like we were on, we were on whatever package we were on. And we're paying like our 60 or 80 bucks a month or whatever. I'm happy doing that. But we do, you know, we do a lot of business. I have a lot of clients. And so I get a phone call from one of their sales reps saying, hey, we have to bump you up. And I'm like, that's okay. I understand. But from like 60 bucks a month, they wanted like 10 grand a year or just something insane. God. Oh yeah. My God. So I, I'm yeah. now publicly bashing DocuSign as evidenced here. And we switched you went from over to small business to enterprise. I think that was it. You know? I did. I hate that. Like it, it should be a slow incremental growth. It's death by a thousand cuts. It's not like push me into the deep end. And the thing that sucked too, is they, they waited, they waited yeah. until I was at this threshold. It was actually really hard to shift because, you know, I mean, I, I automated everything as you've seen, and we had all yeah. of our processes tied together. I, I, I shifted more out of anger than anything else because it probably cost me more to shift out than I saved. but I'm, I'm really happy with Panda. It's, it's really cool. Far more elegant too. Like it's, you know, updated, let's say in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, we constantly are updating our agreements, and and you know, our there's a ton of templates. You can create templates and just reuse them, copy them, and then edit them. Because you add products as a company, like it's just, it's it's so flexible. Yeah, and well, dude, you can add like, nuts. oh yeah, you like, you can add blocks. You can create like blocks and then just like take your pricing from here and put that over on a different agreement or, you know, whatever it happens to be. Like, it's just such an easy tool and it's super easy to, to operate. And I, I'm always amazed. Like I have, I have a separate same box folder for PandaDoc agreements because we get so many agreements and going back to one of the earlier tools and I'm just amazed. It's like, I'm on my phone. I click, 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 done literally like with three finger taps it's just so simple and with DocuSign, it's it just seems like this whole process and it's really a lot more clunky and the pricing i think it's by user for for panda doc we i think we spend like a couple hundred bucks a month on it but it's totally worth it yeah i think we do too and it's it's been 
it's been really cool. One pro tip that I'll offer everybody is most of my employees never actually have to log into any application. Pandadocs is a good example of that. Instead of having to log into Pandadocs to send an agreement, my sales team fills out a form that we make available. And when they fill out the form, we connect the form via Zapier to the Pandadoc agreement so they can trigger the form, trigger the agreement through the form because any software requires, you know, some level of learning where if you can make everything just dummy proof, fill out the form, sends the agreement. You're, you're actually protecting yourself in a lot of ways and protecting your team. So for whatever that's worth, the software applications are, are hard to use. If you can simplify them through forms and Zapier, you're going to get way more out of every software that you pay for. Yeah. That's that's big. You guys definitely are pretty ninja when it comes to using Zapier in a lot of different ways. That's that's amazing. Well, I think we've provided a fair amount of tools here. Like the tool shed is now empty. Like all the tools are out on the lawn. You know, or you know your tools in your garage. Like I guess you don't have any. Sorry, um, I own tools, Ralph. I just don't I use own. them. <laughs> <laughs> I choose to own tools, but not really use them. I have other people use them, like my kids. That's my main push, especially because both of them are unemployed and home right now. Anyway, so we're going to leave all the links to all these fabulous tools in the show notes. So make sure that you do head over to perpetualtraffic.com. And I uh, want to just plug again, if you'd like to get over to perpetualtraffic.com better Cossum, what do they potentially what can they potentially win i know this the isn't new, the scripted part and this is the brand new paid traffic certification from digital marketer featuring yours truly i think definitely head over to perpetualtraffic.com forward slash better and uh, get that dude like is this such shills for digital marketer but it is actually really good and you're in there too if they haven't gotten tired of listening to you as of right now they definitely will when they go in there Dude, no joke. We put our heart and soul into that certification. I mean, when DM came to us and said, do you want to do the, the paid traffic certificate? What an honor that is. So I've never, I've never worked harder on a, on a piece of media ever in my entire life. So if you don't like it, just know that's the best that I could have possibly it's done. Best, and I'm an the idiot. Best you got. The best yeah. you got. All right. Let us know what we can do better by heading over to perpetualtraffic.com forward slash better. Follow us on Twitter. Costum's now on the Twitter train. So at Qasim Aslam, at Ralph HB. Go back and listen to previous episodes. We'll leave a lot of links in the show notes, and all those show notes will be, as well as all the resources that we mentioned, all the tools and stuff will be at perpetualtraffic.com. On behalf of my awesome co-host, Qasim Aslam, peace. Until next show, see ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic, 